Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. We're back after a few weeks off. Uh, we're going to be continuing on with our verses being put into context. Today we have a guest pastor with us. He's been on the podcast before, so you've met him. And he's also, you've spoke here, right, Jim? Yes, I so have. So you might recognize Jim, uh, you might recognize his voice. Your son has also spoke here. So um, this is Jim Sweeney, pastor of Sebastopol Christian, right? That's right. I was I know so many pastors now because our pastor's prayer meetings. I'm like, I got to make sure I get the right church. You got to put the right name with the right church. That's right. Uh, today, Pastor Jim is going to be going over uh, one of the verses that uh, you might hear all the time. He's going to put it into context for us, maybe share a little bit of how some people take it out of context. Uh, but Jim, what verse are you going to be talking about today? Today, we're going to be talking about Matthew 6, 33. All right, take it away, dude. All right, Matthew 6.33 in the New International Version says this, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Then you go to the New Living Translation, and I like this one better because I think it spells it out more clearly. <clears throat> it says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So I see that verse, and I see that Jesus is commanding us. He's telling his followers that there's two real priorities in your life. Number one is to make the kingdom of God your top priority. Seek first his kingdom. Now, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the advancement of the mission to have everybody on planet Earth become a follower of Jesus Christ, to see the rule and reign of Jesus come to Earth. And that is an an eternal kingdom. It is visible, but it's not just something that's temporary because, well, we'll get to the context in a minute. So seek first the kingdom of God. Make that your top priority. And then the second part of the command is seek first his righteousness. Now, what is that? Righteousness. I think it's sadaka in the Hebrew. A righteous life is a life that is filled with right living, living for God, a life that is in full submission to God's will. It's acting and speaking according to the character of God. And so Jesus says, if you want to be happy and blessed, if you want to be full of joy, then you've got to do what he says, like, for instance, in the Beatitude. It said, blessed or happy are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. So we seek first the advancement of the kingdom of Christ here on earth, and we seek to live righteously, to live the kind of life that pleases God. And when we do that, Jesus says, and all these other things you're worrying about or concerned about will be added to you. So you, you start to see the context of Matthew 6.33. I think it starts pretty much back in verse 25 when he says, you know, you guys are being anxious about certain things. You're worrying about things in your life, and you're, you're sort of letting that creep into your spiritual life and saying, oh, I, I can't be happy or I can't be at peace if I don't have this in my life. So Jesus says, do not worry. He says, what, what are you worrying about? Well, first, we're worrying about the, the future. And so Jesus says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or what you will wear. He's, he goes on, he says, don't worry about tomorrow. In fact, that's right after Matthew, Matthew 6.33. So we're talking about the future. You're worrying about what will happen, what might happen. Uh, people get so uh, caught up in worry. And I remember a study saying one time, when they did a study of what people were actually worried about, 82% of what they worried about never came to pass. 
Interesting. Okay. And, and so, I would have guessed money. That yeah. would have been my guess. Oh, they're worrying about money. They're worrying about the future. They're worrying about their jobs, their health. Uh, what will happen in this world, you know? So what kind of things were said, do you know? Uh, or does that, is that the, the whole point is just that it's not things that Well, the, the whole point of the study was that what we actually worry about, the vast majority of it never happens. Yeah. So it's like, and then it goes back to Jesus saying, don't worry. Yeah. You, you worry, you're wasting your life. And here's the other thing. You waste time and you diminish your life with worry. Because Jesus says in verse 27, he says, how many of you can add one hour to your life if you worry? There's a saying There's a saying that I forget where I heard it from, but I loved it when I was a kid. It's worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. That's right. Yeah, you're just spinning your wheels, and it, it doesn't. It's focused thinking on negative things. It's focused thinking on bad things that you're, you think are going to happen in the future, and it takes you away from the top priority. Now we're back to Matthew 6.33. So he says, I want you to make the kingdom of God your top priority and let God take care of what you need. So what does that look like? Like, let's say for somebody listening to this that isn't sure what, it, what you're talking about when, he's, when it's, you say, make the kingdom of God your priority. What does that okay. look like in my life? Okay, well, I, I'm glad you asked because I have this illustration about time. You know, we're all given the same amount of time. We all have 24 hours a day. We have seven days a week. We have, you know, 52 weeks a year. None of us are given more time than the other. So it really comes to a matter of how do we prioritize our time? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do with your time? What are you going to do with your day when you wake up today? And Jesus is saying, make the most important thing in your day the advancement of the kingdom of God. So one question I try to ask myself at the end of the day or the end of the week is, did I make a difference in anybody else's eternity mm. today or this week? Or was I just like moping along, you know, being a good person and get going along, doing my stuff, shopping, paying bills, working. And then it's like the end of the day, it's like, what really changed in the kingdom of God? Right. Did right. anything really change? And so I, I want to make my life count. You may have seen this illustration. I, I think that Jeff Johnson of Young Life in his latest newsletter, he, he pulled out this illustration. He said he did it with a, in a restaurant with some kids. Okay. And he pulls out this jar, and he did it with tennis balls and marbles and sugar. But the, and, then he, and then he sends me over to a, a YouTube. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The YouTube okay. illustration about what are you doing with your life and your time. John's done this here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the, with the youth. Yeah. It's a great it's illustration. A great, go ahead and finish it. Okay, so the illustration is you have this jar, and then you have rocks and you have little, so bigger rocks, then you have these little pebbles, and then you have sand. And he says the sand in your life represents the things that don't really matter. You know, it, it, teenagers might, you know, hit me up about this, but I say video games or sure. watching meaningless reality TV shows or whatever we do. The uh, internet uh, machine. Inter the internet machine where two hours later he said, what, what did I even look at? Yeah. I just you know, went on a rabbit trail for two hours and then watching pandas sneeze and you never get that back yeah. in your life. Right. So, um, th those are things in life that don't really matter. And so he took the sand and he scooped the sand and put it all in the jar. Mm -hmm. And then he said, and then there's the pebbles. They're the things in life that don't matter a whole lot, but we still spend our time doing it. And some of it could be work to make money. It's stuff like that, but it's maybe some hobbies or sports that we play, but things that don't really make a difference in eternity, right. in the kingdom of God. And then you have your, you have your big rocks, like 
your family, discipling your family and winning your community to Christ and trying to be a witness for Christ, your neighbors and things like that, where you say, these are the things that are going to make an eternal difference mm-hmm. in somebody else's life. And so they're the rocks. And he says, if you fill your jar up with the sand and with the pebbles, then when you try to put the rocks in the most important things, you're not going to have room for them. You can only put a few things in. He says, but if you make putting the rocks or the most important things in your life, if you put those things into the jar first, and then you put the pebbles, and then you put the sand, well, guess what? The sand fills in all those crevices and openings and little air pockets where the the rocks are, and, and you find out that your life is complete and you can actually do all those things. And even if you end up with a little sand left over, it says, oh, there's no room for the sand, who cares? Because that stuff didn't really matter all that much anyway. So he says, seek first the kingdom of God. Make those rocks the most important thing in your life so that you spend the the the, the most, I, I guess I would say, priority time in your life, your prime time doing the most important things. Yeah. So how would somebody take this one out of context? Because like you've got at okay. the very end of the, end, end of the passage, you have something, all these things will be given to you as well. How yeah. might somebody take that out of context? What well, things I remember, are being given? I do remember one time I, I heard a prosperity gospel preacher and he was driving, he was driving a super fancy car and he wore the best clothes and he had diamonds. Do me a favor real quick before you finish. Yeah. Explain what a prosperity oh, gospel. Pro- okay. Prosperity gospel preacher. We've would done be, an episode on this, but just it, to. It would be like God exists to bless you and you want. Financially. Financially. Yeah. And it really has to do with finances and money. Yeah. So even if I give money to God, I'm giving money to God because. He's going to give you more back. He's going to give me more back. If I give God $2, he's going to give me back $3. And so it's all it's it's all about prospering prosper, prospering financially so that God could bless us. Right. I, I only do things so that it'll come back to me. Okay. It's I'm not giving, you know, out of a pure heart. And so the prosperity gospel, it's all about what I can get from God, and he sort of exists to bless me yeah. more than I exist to serve him. Yeah. And so it, God is sort of a means to an end. Yeah. So the prosperity gospel, uh, they take Matthew 6.33 totally out of context because they say something like, yeah, seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these things will be added to you. Now, in the context, Jesus is saying your food, your clothing— right your shelter, the basic needs of All your life. All the things that are listed in the, yeah. what, 10 verses, 8 verses before this. Yeah. The things you need to live, God will take care of you. That's that's the, the normal Orthodox interpretation. Prosperity gospel says, no, all these things means God wants to bless you. God wants to give you cars, money, airplanes, a big house, things like that. And in fact, the sign of God's blessing your life, the sign of you walking with Jesus is that you'll have more stuff. Yeah. Totally taken out yeah, of context. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's a, it's a, such an Americanized, you know, distortion of the gospel. Right. And I look at down there at the, right after verse 33, verse 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. That's right. Like, That's don't right. add more trouble to what you already, you like, know, we all are going to deal with trials. We're all going to go through things. Everybody wakes up some days just like, oh, man, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to, uh, whatever, go to my parents' house tonight. Whatever it's going to be. You've, yeah. You're going through your own things. 
Um, and and enough trouble is already happening. You don't need right. to add to it with 82% of that's your right. worries or whatever the, the statistic was. Isn't going to come to pass. Yep. And that's such a reminder to say today is all we have. You know, yesterday is gone. You, you heard the cliche. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. That's why today is a gift. We're to live in the present. Right? <laughs> so... I think I've heard you know, that before. You know that cliche? Well, oh, I, just, I've heard I, I know that a thousand that times. Yesterday, yesterday's history, yeah. tomorrow's a mystery. <laughs> but yeah. the gift and present thing, I, yeah. I have heard that, but I forgot about so, it. So today is all that we have. Yeah. Tomorrow's not guaranteed us. Yesterday, you can't go back and change it. Yeah. So seek first, make God's kingdom the top priority today, and then God will take care of all your needs. Awesome. Jim, thanks so much for coming down. That's a great, uh, great explanation of that verse. Uh, remember, uh, if you have other verses that you want put into context, you can email me, podcast at springhills.org. Um, and I may, Jim, I'm going to bring you down again for another one. This is fun bringing these guys in and uh, talking about these verses and putting them into context. So thanks a lot, Jim. Thanks for having me, Gary. And if you do hear the kids on the recording, it's because there's a school here now, and they're right outside the door. And I can hear them a little bit my headphones. There is joy. But there's from joy. Those kids it's, good, it's good voices that we're hearing. So thanks, Jim. Appreciate it, man.